John and the gospel to others, but it had never gone to their heart. And they had the facts about Jesus, but he was not treasure to them. He was not deeply loved by them. I understand that. Well, um, of course, he wrote the words uh, to this carol. You, uh, I think, know it well. Heart to herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled, joyful, all you nations rise, join the triumph of the skies, with angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem, heart the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Well, um, yeah, what's interesting is Charles Wesley never heard that song, not like that. And uh, about 100 years after these words were written, uh, classical music buffs Felix uh, Mendelssohn, Felix Mendelssohn uh, actually wrote uh, the music. He, he didn't write it to be a carol. He wrote uh, the music for the 400th anniversary of the Gutenberg printing press. And somebody, uh, uh, after Mendelssohn was dead, after Wesley was dead, neither one of them ever heard it. Song. I find that remarkable. But uh, uh, an organist in a church around 1855 found Mendelssohn's music, founded a Whitfield adapted version of Charles Wesley's lyrics, uh, put them together in these eight line verses, and it was sung for the first time in 1855. So I took, can you see this? I took the uh, words of the uh, carol and I actually highlighted the themes. It's, listen, loved ones. It's so packed with glorious gospel truth that I, I could have called this message the five fundamentals of the Christian faith. You know, like the fundamentals of football, you know, basics. You, There are fundamentals to the Christian faith, and I'm not talking about being a fundamentalist. Somebody said that fundamentalists are uh, no uh, fun, not much mental, and too much damn. So I'm, somebody says, are you a fundamentalist? I said, well, I'm not mad about it for sure. Um, but don't get fundamentalists and fundamentalism mixed up with the fundamentals. Look for five foundational gospel truths in this message from this carol from Luke chapter 2. Here's the first one. And this really struck me this week for some reason. I'm not sure why. Jot it down. The universe extends beyond science to the supernatural. We know that it says in Luke chapter 2 that she gave birth to the firstborn son. Luke 2, 7. Wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger. No room for them in the inn. And then verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. See, but you don't even look up when I say that, because we're in church. And a lot of you are so accustomed to hearing angel of the Lord. If you were to share this with some guy at work, you'd be like, what? So some farmers were out watching their livestock? And all of a sudden, the sky was filled with angels? I don't even believe in angels. And, and I want to just talk about that uh, for a second, because I don't want to necessarily just assume uh, the supernatural. If I could give one gift uh, to you for the development of your faith, I would give you this. A greater capacity 
for intellectual rigor. A, a greater patience and willingness to think deeper thoughts about, um, you know, we live in a culture that is so visceral. Everyone, I want to feel things. And, and, and because it's so visceral, it, it's so vitriolic. And, and everyone is at one another. And everything uh, is so emotional. And, and reality is, is um, we are not... As our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents, we are not the thinking, clear-minded people that we once were. In fact, um, that raises the issue of uh, what's called historical snobbery or uh, chronological fallacy. I'm getting ready to watch you all glaze over. Oh, we have to learn something? Can't he just juggle? <laughs> Can we laugh at ourselves? That's what the world's like. And one of the things that a, a person who's given their life to communication develops is the ability to read their audience. And you have to believe me when I tell you that you are sending signals to me the whole time that I'm preaching. And I'm looking at you and watching you, and I've been doing this for my whole life. And I'm just telling you, you're the best there is, that's my heart. And your capacity, our capacity, to really think and lean in. You give me about 90 seconds, and if it starts to get too intellectual, you start to go. <laughs> Portillo's, you know, and, and, and right? And, and uh, turn to your neighbor and say, that's kind of sad, really. You know, it was Tozer that said that what you think about God is the most important thing about you. I sat and had lunch with a man yesterday who said to me, I want my faith to go to a new level. What do I have to do to have my faith go to a whole new level in the coming year? I'm telling you, I'm on it right now. You, you can't love God more. To know Him is to love Him. But you can't love Him more if you don't know Him better. And you can't know Him better if you don't engage your mind in understanding more of what is revealed about Him. Letting a science professor tell you about the order of things is like letting the greeter at Walmart tell you about the best store in the world. resources or to request today's message call 1-800-545-6800 or go to jamesmcdonald.tv now stay with us there's much more teaching ahead from james mcdonald here on walk in the word the hope is is that as i look around and see some things in ruins as i cast about and see some things in ashes this world is not my home I don't have to make everything awesome here. This is the preparation for awesome. This isn't the awesome. And that is the hope of the church. Hope in the face of adversity. Hope in the midst of trying days. Hope regardless of the odds against you. Every hope stems from this promise. Jesus Christ is coming again. As surely as he came the first time, what our Christmas celebration is all about. Jesus promises to return. And as you look forward to that day, we want to encourage
encourage you with our 2017 calendar, Bright Hope for Tomorrow. This calendar is filled with promises, instruction, and inspiration from God's Word, and is always one of our most requested resources. Call today in this critical month to request yours with a gift of any amount. And for your support of $120 or more, we'll send you the complete Hope Springs Eternal series on DVD. Strengthen your hope for tomorrow with help from these powerful teachings. In a dark world. And that's why, in addition to Hope Springs Eternal, we also want to send you our Bright Hope Lantern. Display this lantern prominently as a reminder that even though we don't know exactly when Jesus is coming back, He wins in the end. Rest in the confident expectation that the best days are ahead. Every wrong will be righted, every injustice will be put in place, everything that my heart has longed to know will be answered for me. And we will rejoice and reign with Him through all of eternity. Call 800-545-6800 or go to jamesmcdonald.tv right now. With that in mind, I want to just talk just for a second about logical fallacies. Do you know what logical fallacies are? Logical fallacies are if you and I were having a discussion exchanging ideas, there are certain things that I would do or that you would do that would be the um, driving equivalent of getting pulled over and getting a ticket. But nobody even knows what those are. So the inane argumentation that goes on, could I say on Facebook, the, the insanity of what people assert and they don't even know that they're being stupid. <laughs> I'm not saying they are stupid. But there are... We, we, put up your hand if you're capable of saying something stupid. Right, right. We, we use argumentation that is stupid. Why? Because it's logically fallacious. You Google, not now. You Google um, logical fallacies, you'll hear things like straw man argumentation. That's where you take what your opponent is saying and you twist it into something ridiculous and then you ridicule what they didn't say. Listen to the political debates that goes on every day, all day. Taking what someone's saying out of context, making it into something ridiculous, and then ridiculing what you made it into instead of what they actually said. And because our society listens and lives on sound bites, you can destroy another person in the political process about something they never even said or meant. Another logical fallacy is red herring. That's where you change the subject. Um, non sequiturs, that, like, that doesn't even follow. Um, arguments from silence you've heard of. Um, ad hominem, that's famous. So when he makes a good argument, you're like, yeah, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> um, whether I'm an idiot or not has nothing to do with what we were talking about. See, that's a logical fallacy. Now, I said all that to say, <laughs> someone said, could you get back to the Christmas story? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, right now. This is a logical fallacy, chronological snobbery. 
or the chronological fallacy. It's the idea that every generation is smarter than the last one, and all the people in the rearview mirror are dumber than me. Okay? And that, I'm sorry to say, could not be further from the truth. You go back 100 years, you go back 200 years, people knew two or three languages, they learned Latin in school. I'm talking about educated people compared to today and what we put our teachers through and what they have to do to fill the day and fill the time and, and the rigorousness of the uh, intellectual capacity required to get an education then versus now. And so in this chronological uh, fallacy, um, the problem that emerges very quickly um, is this. People believe that stuff from the past is all outdated and silly. The reason why we struggle with this so much is, is you know, we know that, well, I don't know, like Christopher Columbus. So before Christopher Columbus, everyone thought the earth was flat, right? And, and uh, before Galileo came along, uh, no one had ever uh, tested Aristotle's theory that a five-pound ball falls five times as fast as a one-pound ball. Galileo actually got up in the Tower of Pisa and said, can we just try this? He's like, yeah, that's not true. Right? And no one had tested that. And then uh, Isaac Newton came along with the whole acceleration uh, due to gravity. And All right, I'll, I'll back off on that part. And so that's been going on for centuries. So now we have this fallacy that anything that anyone used to think that God exists, well, that's back then. That's back then. But the reality is, is that that's a fallacy. You, let me just use uh, a good illustration. The subterm chronological snobbery was actually coined by C.S. Lewis before he was converted. Uh, and a man named Owen Barfield. As Barfield explains it, it is the belief that intellectually, humanity languished for countless generations in the most childish errors on all sorts of crucial subjects until it was redeemed by some simple scientific dictum of the past century. The subject actually came up when Barfield had converted to anthroposophy and was seeking to get Lewis, who at the time was an atheist, to join him. And one of Lewis's objections was that religion was simply outdated. Well, he tells this story in Surprised by Joy, I'm following his conversion, but here's what he says. Let me just read it. With me? <laughs> Barfield never made me an anthroposophist, but his counterattacks destroyed forever two elements in my own thought. In the first place, he made short work of what I have called chronological snobbery, C.S. Lewis says, the uncritical acceptance of the intellectual climate common to our own age. Did you just get that? The uncritical acceptance of the intellectual climate common to our age and the assumption that whatever has gone out of date is on that account discredited. You must find out why it went out of date. Was it ever refuted and if so by whom, where and how, conclusively? Or did it merely die away as fashions do? If the latter, this tells us nothing about its truth or falsehood. From seeing this, one passes to the realization that our own age is also a period and certainly has, like all periods, its own characteristic illusions. 
they are likeliest to lurk in the widespread assumptions which are so ingrained in the age that no one dares to attack or feels it necessary to defend them. And that in our age is secularism. The idea that there is no God really and all that's kind of laughable and you're sort of superstitious and isn't that great and I bet you watch Hallmark movies too. And that's just flat out wrong. The actual, satisfying, intellectual arguments for the existence of God are truly compelling. And when you talk to most people, why don't you believe in God? Well, in high school, in college, I had this science professor. Now look at Letting your science professor tell you about the order of things is like letting the greeter at Walmart tell you about the best store in the world. Every time you go into a Walmart or Target, there's a nice person standing there to say, hey, welcome, you know, there's an awesome store, I'm really glad you're here. Really, 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 do you like Target or do you just work here? Are you telling me what's true or is this just your job? I don't know if that's a great store and I don't care. It's an illustration of what goes on in science class when a guy who is so bought in to a secular view of things just tells people, and they have no idea how to go and find arguments that contradict those massively. Now, I don't roll this out every week, but if you think I'm some superstitious person who checked his mind at the door and decided to flush his life on a very difficult career because I'm afraid to ask the hard questions, you, you couldn't be more wrong, all right? And, and I'm here to tell you that the arguments for a dimension that we don't see or understand that goes beyond what scientific inquiry has yet been able... Listen, do you know how many things are accepted today? Because science has uncovered them, and a hundred years ago, we didn't even know they existed. Get down into particle theory and the quarks and the deeper and deeper into the microscopic world. Or look at the macro world. I walked into my office yesterday and this latest round of screensavers on, uh, from Apple are pretty mind-boggling. And I look at these things and the beauty and the grandeur and the complexity of the world that we live in, the, the design, right down to parts and particles that are so small and all of it moving and operating together in a, in a galactic choreography that will make your head explode. But what that never did ever was come from an explosion. And I know, that two, I know that some people with four pieces of a thousand-piece puzzle are trying to tell us something. they got four pieces, and they're like, it's this. I have it all figured out. I'm going to go with a no on that. All right? And I'm going to tell you that there is massive evidence for the contrary, even in the created order itself. So if you believe in the Lord, get off your heels and, and use your mind and grow your confidence. And if you... Don't believe yet. Don't be so confident, sure, that you're not neglecting the very deepest part of you called your soul. And that we, far from sentimentalists spending our life for nonsense, are the ones who have, by God's grace, discovered
uncovered the deeper part of all of this. The universe extends beyond science. There's a part we can't show in a test tube yet, but it's the real eternal forever part of all of this. Let me just show you some of that supernatural world in the carol. So, heart to herald, angels sing, and so on. God, assumed, angelic host proclaim, everlasting Lord, offspring of a virgin? How on earth? Well, if you believe in a miraculous supernatural world, that was like a cakewalk. That happened like with God's feet up. That was like nothing. Like, really? He spoke and the worlds were formed and you're tripping over a virgin birth? Who's not thinking? Incarnate deity, risen with healing, that man no more may die. It is filled, this carol, with the supernatural. And then this, secondly, humanity has a problem we can't solve ourselves. All right? And that becomes very clear, first of all, in the carol. Um, sinners, God and sinners reconciled, late in time behold him come. There's something that we need it. Uh, the son of righteousness, born to raise the sons of earth. Why was he born to raise the sons of earth? Because we had fallen. Because we had fallen badly and chosen to become lawbreakers. Humanity is a problem we can't solve ourselves. God knows what he said in his word. He knows the promises he's made. And he knows that he said his son is coming again. The God who spoke and the worlds were formed is going to make sure that everything he said happens. Whether you see it or you don't, God is watching over his word to perform it. Take hold of his promises next year with the new 2017 calendar, Bright Hope for Tomorrow. You'll be constantly reminded that the future is in God's hands. And request the entire Hope Springs Eternal Collection today. These 10 messages will help you discover authentic hope in a whole new way. We'll also send you the Bright Hope Lantern to remind you of God's faithfulness even when you can't see it. Call 800-545-6800 or go to jamesmcdonald.tv right now. We're so thankful to be here bringing you now this entire past year, uh, the teaching of God's Word. And, uh, boy, we'd love to be on your Christmas list. A gift to walk in the Word at this time of year sets the stage for our ability to be faithful to you and to the Lord in the year to come. So come on, man, put us on your Christmas list and give the gift the Lord leads you to give and be assured that whatever it is, large or small, we are going to be thanking the Lord for your generosity. We'd love to hear from you soon.
thank you for your gracious end-of-year gift to TBN. And in appreciation for your gift of $100 or more, we'll also send you our Hope and Grace mug set. Plus, as a special bonus, a copy of Billy Graham's insightful and inspirational book, The Reason for My Hope. As you read Dr. Graham's book, along with the Story Bible, your hope will be renewed as you more fully understand God's grace and steadfast love for you. And in gratitude for your generous end-of-year gift of $1,000 or more, we'll include this beautiful Joshua 2415 Scripture Shield. Made of thick, tempered glass with embossed artwork in silver matte, this 12-inch decorative art piece comes with its own display stand and will boldly declare your household's faith and trust in the Lord. Take a moment now to call 800-201-5200 or go securely online to tbn.org slash giving to share and request your copy of The Story Bible for your gift of support or The Bible plus The Hope and Grace Mug Set and Billy Graham's book, The Reason for My Hope for your gift of $100 or more or The Joshua 2415 Scripture Shield, The Mug Set, Billy Graham's book and The Story Bible for your special end-of-year gift thousand dollars or more our world needs jesus more than ever join tbn to carry this message of hope and grace to the lost and hurting make your special end of year gift today call click or write tbn and have a very blessed and happy new year stay tuned for enjoying everyday life with joyce meyer on tbn Trinity Broadcasting Network, celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. The following program is paid for by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. Because of my partnership, I help people all over the world. There are so many missions that they go on that touch my heart, um, whether it's human trafficking or the medical missions or... Um, water wells that they're they're drilling now and bringing water to the villages. I mean, that's just incredible. I think if someone said to me they can only give $5 or they can only give $10, it's not about how much you're giving, it's about the heart that you're giving it with. God's economy is different to our economy. You just give it whatever you have, and God knows how to use it, and he knows how to fill it. I would honestly say that every little penny helps, and if everybody gave $5, self-control. John 8, 31 and 32. If you continue in my word, then you my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. But like I said last night, it's not just hearing the truth that makes us free. It's applying the truth to our lives that makes us free. You know, sometimes it's easier to tell somebody else what they should do than it is to take that same advice and apply it to our own lives. 
Amen. Let me say that again. Sometimes it's easier to tell somebody else what to do. It's not that we don't know the answers. Oh, you have a problem? Well, the Word says thus and so. But to apply it to our own lives, now that requires some discipline and some self-control. And, you know, it's doing what's right when we don't particularly feel like doing what's right that's going to produce the best results in our life. Let me say it again. It's doing what's right when we don't particularly feel like doing what's right that's going to produce the best results in our life. Or I like to say it like this. Choosing to do what's right when the right thing is still not happening to you. <laughs> Choosing to treat somebody good who's still not really treating you the way they should. Choosing to forgive somebody over and over who just seems to be oblivious to the fact that they're even hurting you. But if we do what God is asking us to do, come on, your walk with God is not about everybody else. My walk with God is not about everybody else. My walk with God is about my walk with God. And when he comes back, Romans 14, 12 says, every man will stand before God and give an account of his own life. All those other people that you're worried about that need to change or all the people that I worried about that I thought needed to change, God's not going to ask me one question about any of them. Amen? He's not going to ask me why they didn't do this. We're not going to have a conversation about Dave, me and God, when I get there. We're not going to have a conversation about thus and so neighbor that maybe I don't like. We're only going to have a conversation between us. And it has really helped me to realize, and I say this to myself a lot,
Download the free Stingray Music mobile app.
afternoon. To whom all might be on the line. Harandiki and the Harasiki Rumboko 
The Tolan family. Who should go say 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 should go saraka. Who should go say 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 should go saraka. Who should go say should go saraka sakra. Teresa Crosby. Under the gun to 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 the Rochelle, who should go say 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 should go should go say 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 should go Borashi, she'll go say, 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 she'll go say
Conwell Johnson. How should it go? Say 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 should it go? Saraka. How should it go? Saka. Yaka. Saka. Shivai Namkos. Brandy to go say should it go? Randy to go say should it go? Randy to go say should it go? Ah. Yarakanda. Saka. Lamanda. How should it go? Say 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 should it go? Saka. Saka. Susie Webb, who should go say, 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 White and Jimmy McCombs, Russia to go say, should 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 go Hara Matinet, who should go render Gossi, should have render Gossi, should have render Russia, Gossi, should have render Gossi, the Ganda, Saka Ashley Nixon, who should go say, 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 William and Alan Phillips, you should go say, 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 should go Stephanie, who should go say, 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 Sherry and Pat, who should go say, 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 should go
man in a wheelchair, hundred of under the gander, go 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 say she go say she go say she go saga, saka. Trina, hush it go say she 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 go saga, saka. Natasha. Okay, and everybody else on the list, yes, she go say she go say she go say she go say she go saga. Push it, go say she go say she go say she go saga. Push it, go say she go say she go saga. Rasaka, still go say, saka. Morgan Farley, who should go say she 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 go say go say she 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 go say go say she go say she go say she go say she go say Nick Brandon Holly Samantha Hushil Grandel go say she grandanel go say she don't go run so rather go to the hundred go say she go say she and rasa sakra. Marissa Mars my harder go to the gondel gander wonder gander gondel gander go say she go saka sakra. Faith Justice Love Muhammad Hushil go say she 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 go saga. Hushil go say she go say she go saga sakra. Charles Graves, who should go say she 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 go saga? Who should go say she go say she go say she go saga? Who should go say she go say she go saga? Saga. Benny Free, who should go say she 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 go saga? Saga. Ben's kids and grandkids, who should go say she 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 go saga? Saga. Brandon Sherwood, how should I go say she 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 go say Derry Jackson, hush it go say she 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 Okay, we got a listen no a hush it'll go say she'll 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 go say
Markel Hush, it'll go six, it'll go six, it'll go little gun to the ghost eye, suck it up. Angie Hutter, it'll go little gun to the gun to the ghost, it'll go suck it up. Donald Trump, Rush, it'll go six, it'll go six, it'll go six, it'll go six, it'll go Belinda Hush, it'll go six, it'll go six, it'll go six, it'll go six, it'll Brandon Allen, I need to go to the gun to go six, it'll go six, Jenkins family, oh, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go rush, she'll go say, she'll go saga, sakara. Bussy family, oh, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll rush, she'll go say, she'll go saga, sakara. My business, Yanni, the gun to the gun, oh, she'll go say, she'll go saga, sakara. Erica's business, oh, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go saga, sakara. Erica's church, your own brother, go say, she'll go say, she'll go saga, sakara. Michelle Crocker, a hundred of the gun to the gun to the gun to go rush, sakara. Vanessa, hush, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go suck out, suck out. Marguerite Lowe, run to go to the guy that's going to the ghost side, suck out. Stephen Collier, yes, she'll go say, she'll go suck out, suck out. Punch Jelly, Janak, Kanisha, Aiden, and Charles, young to go to the guy that's going to the ghost side, suck out. R.C., hush, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go suck out, suck out. Felicia, mmm. Ora, she'll come back Shalombose, Sakara. Lani, hush, you're going to dish, 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 Sakara. New Legacy Academy, hush, you're going to go to the Gasa, Sakara. Lisa Brown, hush, you're going to say, 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 you're going Real math and shit, she'll go say, she'll go daddy to go sandaka, sakra. Chris, handed a gun, did a gun, did a gun, did a gosa, sakra. Haji Jr., who she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go sakra, sakra. Pamela Scott, yan, did a gun, did a gun, did a gosa, sakra. Promise in the shop, Rande, she'll go say, she'll run daka, sakra. Mastermind group, hmm. Oro did a gosa, sakra. President Obama, Rush, you go say, you go Saraga, Sakra. Trump's in church, mess my group. President Obama, Pam Scotty, Hodge Jr. City of Atlanta, yes, you go say, you go Sakra. My parents, who did you go to the Sakra. They are like a runner, Hush, you go say, you go say, you go Sakra. Donald Luster, Hush, you go say, you go say, you go say, you go Sakra, Sakra. Rose Johnson, who should go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go Saraga, Sakara. Reggie, who should go say, she'll go say, she'll go Saraga, Sakara. Washington, who should go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go Saraga, Sakara. Rose Hospital, the community, under the gun, under the gun, under the gun, under the Sakara. Mark and Charles, second, who should go say, she'll go say, she'll go Saraga, Sakara. Past Mark or the Render go Sish Aha Kadika Sakra and myself. Render go Sish to go Sish to go Sanda Sakra. Anybody else on the back of the Sish to go 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 Sakra Sakra. Just three out of four.
Okay, we got the crack house. Sushi to go 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 sakra. The bell worshippers. Yanni to go under the gold bosa sakra. Luminati, Yoshi to go sushi 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 to go Broken, 
gifts and our fruits. So she will say, 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 she Let me tell you something. Come on, put your hand right there. On my way. 
You're listening to Stingray Music.
I know the devil. I know he's an opposer. So he's not going to tell me the truth. So anytime the devil tells me I'm not something, I always say I am that. Anytime the devil tells me I am something, I always say I'm not that.
Download the free Stingray Music mobile app.
Alright, happy, happy joy, joy, happy, happy joy. I'm glad I didn't miss the chair. I'm glad you didn't either. Yeah, you didn't hear nothing but laughter from my child. I don't know if I would be able to hear her from my own. <laughs> you know what? I'm trying to find the book. Is it on the stairs? Yeah, I was upstairs. I was around trying to get it. might be upstairs. Roman 6 lays the foundation for the Christian's deliverance from sin. Such deliverance provides for every believer. Such such deliverance such deliverance God provides for every believer all may enter in. Moreover, let us be unmistakably clear that this liberation from the power of sin may be experienced the very hour sin accepts the Lord Jesus as Savior and is born anew. He need not be a long time believer and undergo numerous defeats before he can receive this gospel. Delay in accepting the Delay in accepting the gospel according to Romans 6 is due either to the incomplete gospel he's heard or to his unwillingness and wholly accepting and fully yielding to it. Whereas actually this blessing should be the com- common possession of all the newly born. Chapter 6 begins with a call to reminisce, not to anticipate. It directs our attention to the past, to what is already ours. 
knowing this, that our old man has been crucified with him, that the body of sin might be annulled, that we should no longer serve sin. In this single verse, we find three major elements, sin, old man, and body. These three are vastly different in nature and play unique roles in the act of sinning. Sin here is that which commonly called the root of sin. The Bible informs us that we were formerly slaves of sin. Sin had been the master. First of all, therefore, we need to recognize that sin possesses power, for it enslaves us. It emits its power incessantly to draw us into obedience to this old man so we might sin. The old man represents the sum total of everything we inherit from Adam. We can recognize the old man by knowing what the new man is, because whatever is not of the new man must belong to the old man. Our new man embraces in everything which flows newly from the Lord in our regeneration. Hence, the old man betokens everything in our personality which is outside the new, our old personality, and all which belongs to the old nature. We sin because this old man loves sin and is under its power. Now, the body of sin refers to this. To now, the body of sin refers to this body of ours. This corporal part of man has become the inevitable puppet in all our sinning. It is labeled the body of sin because it is likewise a subject to the power of sin, fully laden with the lusts and desires of sin. And it is through this body that sin manages to express itself, else it would be merely an invisible power. To recapitulate then, sin is the power which pulls us to do sin. Old man is the non-corporal part of what we inherit from Adam. The body of sin is the corporal element we inherit from him. The process of sinning follows this order. First sin, next the old man, lastly the body. Sin excludes its power to attract man and force him to sin. sin. Sin exudes its power to attract man and force him to sin. Since the old man delights in sin, he condones sins and bends to it, instigating a body to sin. Wherefore, the body serves as the puppet and actually practices sin. It is through the joint enterprise of these three elements that sin is committed. Present always, are the comp- co- present always are the compulsion of sin's power, the inclination of the old man, and the practice of the body. Now, how can a man be delivered from sin? Since, theory, since theor- Some theorize that since sin is the first cause, we must annihilate it in order to attain victory. Accordingly, they advocate the eradication of sin. Once the root of sin is pulled out, think these we should never sin again and obviously sanctified. Others argue that we must subdue our body if we desire to overcome sin. For it is not our body, they think, which practices sin. For is it not our body, they ask, which practices sin. So there arises in Christendom a group of people who propose asceticism. They use many techniques to suppress themselves, for they anticipate that once they overcome the demands of their bodies, they should be holy. None of these is God's way. Romans 6, 6 is transparent as to his way. He neither eradicates the root of sin within nor suppresses the body without. Rather, God deals with the old man in between. The Lord Jesus is the Lord Jesus, in going to the cross took with him not only our sins but also our beings. Paul enunciates this fact by proclaiming that our old man has been crucified with him. The verb, the verb crucified in the original is an error tense, connotating that our old man was once and forever crucified with him. As the cross of Christ is a fact accomplished, so our being crucified with him is additionally an accomplished fact. Whoever questions the reality of the crucifixion of Christ, whoever questions the reality of the crucifixion of Christ, why then should we doubt the reality of the crucifixion of our old man? 
Many saints, upon hearing the truth of cold death, immediately assume that they ought to die, and so they try their best to crucify themselves. Either lack of God's revelation or God lack of God's faith accounts for this attitude. They not only do this to themselves, they teach others to do so as well. The results are too obvious. So no power is there to be free from sin in the old man, and they feel they will not die. This is a very grievous misjudgment. The Bible never instructs us to crucify ourselves. Precisely the opposite, we are told. We are taught that when Christ went to Calvary, he took us there and had us crucified. We are not instructed to begin crucifying ourselves. Instead, the scriptures assures us that old man was dealt with at the time Christ went to the cross. Romans 6, 6 alone is sufficient to substantiate this. There is not the remotest idea conveyed a desire to crucify ourselves, nor does the word in the slightest sense imply that our crucifixion awaits realization. The verse in Romans 6 permits no room for doubt when the category pronounced that we will crucify our Christ, a fact already accomplished. This is truly the effect of the most precious, most precious phrase in the Bible, in Christ. It is because we are in him and are united with him that we can say that when Christ went to the cross, we went there in him. That when Christ was crucified, we too were crucified in him. What a wonderful reality that we are in Christ. Mere mental assimilation of these truths cannot withstand temptation, however. The revelation of God is positively essential. The Spirit of God must reveal how we are in Christ and how we are united with him in one. We must also show us distinctly how our old man was crucified with Christ for the simple reason that we are in Christ. This cannot be simply a mental comprehension. It must be a disclosure of the Holy Spirit. When the truth is unfolded by God, it is most natural becomes a power in man who then finds himself able to believe. Mm. Faith comes through revelation. Ah! Without the latter, the form is impossible. This explains why many do not have faith. For though they mentally, oh, no, you know what? I got to read all that again. Okay. This cannot be simply a mental comprehension. It must be a disclosure of the Holy Spirit. When a truth is unfolded by God, it is most naturally becomes a power in man who then finds himself able to believe. Faith comes through revelation. Without the latter, the former is impossible. This explains why many do not have faith, for though they mentally understand, they do not have God's revelation. <clears throat> mm. Therefore, brethren, pray until God gives us revelation, so that knowing this in our spirit, we may truly confess that our old man has been crucified with him. What is the consequence of the crucifixion of our old man? Again, the answer comes to us unequivocally, that the body of sin might be annulled. Annulled should be rendered with withered or unemployed. Beforehand, when sin stirred, our old man responded, consequently the body practiced sin. With the crucifixion of the old man and its replacement by the new man, sin may still stir within and attempt to exert its pressure, but it fails to find the consent of the old man in driving the body to sin. Sin can no longer tempt a believer, for he is a new man. The old has died. The body's occupation was formerly that of sinning, but this body of sin is now disemployed because the old man was set aside. It is not able to sin, and hence has been not denied a job. Praise the Lord. This is what this is what he has furnished us. Why does God crucify an old man with Christ and render our body jobless? His purpose is that we should no longer serve sin. What God has done in this regard makes it possible for us not to yield thereafter to the pressure of sin, nor to be bound by his power. Sin will exercise no dominion over us. 
Hallelujah. We must praise God for this deliverance. All right. Happy, happy, George. <coughs> Romans 6 lays the foundation for the Christian's deliverance from sin. Such deliverance God provides for every believer. All may enter in. Moreover, let us be unmistakably clear that this liberation from the power of sin may be experienced the very hour sinner accepts Jesus, Lord Jesus as Savior and is born anew. He need not be a long-time believer and undergo numerous defeats before he can receive this gospel. The lay intersecting this gospel, according to Romans 6, is due either to the incomplete gospel he has heard or to his unwillingness and holy acceptance and fully yielding to it, whereas actually this blessing should be a common possession of all the newly born. In other words, so we, what he's about to explain we can obtain as soon as we're born again. We don't have to undergo life and get beat up before we can begin to walk in this truth. Chapter 6 begins with a call to reminisce, not to anticipate. It directs our attention to the past, to what is already ours, knowing this, that our old man has been crucified with him, that the body of sin might be annulled, that we should no longer serve sin. In the single verse, we find three major elements, sin, old man, and body. These three are vastly different in nature and play unique roles in the act of sinning. Sin here is what is commonly called the root of sin. The Bible informs us that we were formerly slaves of sin. Sin had been the master. First of all, therefore, we need to recognize that sin possesses power, for it enslaves us. It emits its power essentially to draw us into obedience to his old man so we might sin. So sin has power. Don't think it's just, you know, why, why is it not easy to get away or stop doing things. Sin has power. Recognize that. The old man represents the sum total of everything we inherit from Adam. We can recognize the old man by knowing what the new man is because whatever is not of the new man must belong to the old. Our new man embraces everything which flows from newly from the Lord in our regeneration. Hence, the old man betokens everything in our personality which is outside of our new. Our old personality and all which belong to the old nature. We sin because this old man loves sin and is under his power. So now the old man, he's talking about the nature that we inherit from Adam. When Adam sinned, he gave over dominion to, to the enemy. So now we, we have inherited everything from Adam because now the last Adam, which is Christ Jesus, that's where the new man comes from. We sin because the old man loves sin and is under his power. Now the body of sin refers to this body of ours. This corporal part of man has become the inevitable puppet in all our sinning. It is labeled the body of sin because it is likewise a subject to the power of sin, fully laden with the lusts and desires of sin. And it is through this body that sin manages to express itself. It, and it is through this body that sin manages to express itself. Else it would be merely invisible power. So our body, that actual flesh, the corporal part of what he's talking about now, is the is the vessel or the vehicle in which we actually sin. To recapitulate, then, sin is the power which pulls us to the, sin is the power which pulls us to do sin. Old man is the non-corporal part of what we inherit from Adam. The body of sin is the corporal element we inherit from him. The process of sinning follows this order. First, sin, 
Next, the old man. Lastly, the body. Sin exudes its power to attract man and force him to sin. Since the old man delights in sin, he condones sin and bends to it, in this instigating the body to sin. Wherefore, the body serves as the puppet actually practices sin. It is through this joint enterprise of these three elements that sin is committed. Present always is the compulsion of sin's power, the inclination of the old man, and the practice of the body. So that's how those three things work together. Sin, the old man, and the body. Old man. What old man? <sighs> I'm confused. Yeah, you're very confused, child. What old man? The old man is a, is a, is a nature we inherit from Adam. Adam is a, the the original father. Oh. Now, how can a man be delivered from sin? Some theorize that since sin is the first cause, we must annihilate it in order to attain victory. Accordingly, they advocate the eradication of sin. Once the root of sin is pulled out, think these, we should never sin again and are obviously sanctified. Others argue that we must subdue our body if we desire to overcome sin. For is it not our body, they ask, which practices sin? So there arises a Christian group of people who who promote asceticism. They use many techniques to suppress themselves, for they anticipate that once they overcome the demands of their body, they should be holy. None of these is God's way. Romans 6 is transparent as to his way. He neither eradicates the root of sin within, nor suppresses the body without. Rather, God deals with the old man in between. Hmm. All righty then. The Lord Jesus, in going to the cross, took with him not only our sins, but also our beings. Paul enunciates this fact by proclaiming that an old man has been crucified with him. The verb crucified in the original is the error to sense, tense, connotating that an old man was once forever crucified with him. As the cross of Christ is a fact accomplished, so our being crucified with him is additionally an accomplished fact. Whoever questions the reality of crucifixion of Christ, why then should we doubt the reality of the crucifixion of an old man? In other words, we were crucified with Christ. It's already a done deal. It's an accomplished fact, and we need to observe it from that point of view. Many saints, upon hearing the truths of Kodev, immediately assume that they ought to die, so they try their best to crucify themselves. Either lack of God's revelation or lack of faith accounts for this attitude. They not only do this to themselves, they teach others to do it as well. The results are too obvious. No power is theirs to be free from sin, and the old man, the old man, they feel will not die. This is a grievous misjudgment. The Bible never instructs us to crucify ourselves. Precisely the opposite, we are told. We are taught that when Christ went to Calvary, He took us there and, cruci- and had us crucified. We are not instructed to begin crucifying ourselves now. Instead, the Scriptures assure that instead the Scriptures assure us that our old man was dealt with at the time Christ went to the cross. Romans 66 alone is sufficient to substantiate this. There's, there is not the remotest idea conveyed a desire to be crucified ourselves, nor does the word in the slightest sense imply that our crucifixion awaits realization. The verse in Romans 6 permits no room for doubt when it categorically pronounces that we will crucify with Christ, a fact already accomplished. This is truly the effect of the most precious phrase in the Bible, in Christ. It's because we are in him and are united with him that we can say that we can say that when Christ went to the cross, we went there in him. That when Christ was crucified, we too were crucified in him. What a wonderful reality that we're in Christ. <laughs>
We are in him. So his crucifixion is a, is a done deal as well as ours because we are in Christ. Mere mental assimilations of these truths cannot withstand temptation. I mean, and I was reading this, this these truths is all truths. And again, we, we talk about blockages and why we're where we're at because the mental assimilation is not actually lived or, or worked out in our heart or believed in our heart. Mere mental assimilation of these truths cannot withstand temptation, however. The revelation of God is positively essential. The Spirit, of God, the Spirit of God must reveal how we are in Christ and how we are united with him in one. So even though I'm talking about that we're in Christ, and the Bible says that if the Spirit of God does not reveal that to you on a personal basis, then you don't really understand or receive it, and you're not receiving it or walking in faith regarding such. He must also show us distinctly how our old man was crucified with Christ for the simple reason that we are in Christ. This cannot be simply a mental comprehension. It must be a disclosure of the Holy Spirit. When the truth unfolded by God, it most naturally becomes a power man. Now, that, that, that whole statement right there is powerful. When a truth is unfolded by God, it most naturally becomes a power in man. Hmm. God's word. We read it all the time, but when it's revealed to you, when it's revealed, you go, oh, wow, I see that. Now, that revelation of that word is now a power in you, and it didn't happen before it was revealed. And that's what all I'm sorry. Read that again, Sam. When a truth is unfolded by God, it most naturally becomes a power in man. I'll read it one more time. When a truth is unfolded by God, it most naturally becomes a power in man. It it, it most naturally becomes the power of man. Become it most naturally becomes a power in man. Okay. And then it says, "Who then finds himself able to believe?" So we're not even able to believe until that truth is revealed. <laughs> and, and again, we can't we can't even believe in God without God. Right. <clears throat> Says when the truth is unfolded by God, it most naturally becomes a power in man who then finds himself able to believe. Faith comes through revelation. Without the latter, the former is impossible. Mm. So without revelation, faith is impossible. Wow. Man, man. Okay. This explains why many do not have faith. For though they mentally understand, they do not have God's revelation. Hey, I'm just reading it. I didn't write it. I'm I'm gonna back. I'm gonna read all that again because I think we need to hear all of that one more. Right, right. I'm gonna actually start at the beginning of the paragraph. Mere mental assimilation of these truths cannot withstand temptation. However. The revelation of God is positively essential. The revelation of God is positively essential. The Spirit of God must reveal how we are in Christ 
and how we are united with him in one. He must also show us distinctly how our old man was crucified with Christ for the simple reason that we are in Christ. This cannot be simply a mental comprehension. It must be a disclosure of the Holy Spirit. When a truth is unfolded by God, it most naturally becomes a power in man who then finds himself able to believe. Faith comes to revelation. Without the latter, the former is impossible. This explains why many do not have faith, for though they mentally understand, they do not have God's revelation. Therefore, brethren, pray until God gives us revelation so that knowing this in our spirit, we may truly confess that our old man has been crucified with him. Therefore, brethren, pray until God gives us revelation. So not until you have it in your spirit do you need to keep praying. You know, I'm just reflecting, like, you know, um, what the prayer I had for Pam and what you told her. You need to keep fasting until you until you have an understanding. That That means it surpasses your head and all the way deep down in your spirit. And not only deep down in your spirit, but from your spirit it rises up to back through your your head. In other words, it doesn't need to start in your head, it needs to start in your spirit, but it needs to be saturated with enough understanding that you've walked in it long enough that now you have an understanding in your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. What is the consequence of the crucifixion of our old man? Again, the answer comes to us unequivocally that the body of sin might be annulled. Annulled should be rendered wither or unemployed. Beforehand, when sin stirred, our old man responded, and consequently the body practiced sin. With the crucifixion of the old man and its replacement by the new man, sin may still stir within and attempt to exert its pressure, but it fails to find the consent of the old man in driving the body to sin. Sin can no longer tempt a believer, for he is a new man. The old has died. The body's occupation was formerly that of sinning, but this body of sin is now disemployed because the new man was set aside. is not able to sin, and hence has been denied his job. Praise the Lord, for this is what he has furnished us. So now when the new man, the power of sin has been broken, whereas before you were compelled, now you still might sin, but that, that's because you're yielding to it. Whereas before, you, you, you just were under its power. Now that power's been broken. And so now when you do it, you yield to it. Why does God crucify old man with Christ and render our bodies jobless? His purpose is that we should no longer serve sin. What God has done in this regard makes it possible for us to yield thereafter to the pressure of sin, nor to be bound by his power. Sin will exercise no dominion over us. Hallelujah. We must praise God for this deliverance. And that is our lesson for today. Questions, comments, mm-hmm. criticism, conclusions. Well, I have a question, statement, something, request. Um, the paragraph that you reread, 
Um, could you could you reread it again? I think it's the first beginning, the beginning of it, somewhere in the beginning when it was talking about the mental comprehension. Mere mental assimilation of these truths cannot withstand temptation. The revelation of God, the revelation of God is positively essential. The Spirit of God must reveal how we are in Christ and how we are united with Him in one. He must also show us distinctly how our old man was crucified with Christ for the simple reason that we are in Christ. This cannot be simply a mental comprehension. It must be a disclosure of the Holy Spirit. When the truth is unfolded by God, it most naturally becomes a power in man who then finds himself able to believe. It comes through revelation. Without the latter, the former is impossible. This explains why many do not have faith, for though they mentally understand, they do not have God's revelation. Therefore, brethren, pray until God gives us revelation so that the knowingness in our spirits may truly confess that an old man has been crucified with him. <laughs> okay. You good there for the moment? Yeah. It is and the reason I asked you to reread it because <clears throat> When we're talking about the Spirit of God, when we're talking about um, sin, mentally, it's unconceivable. What do you mean by it's unconceivable? Well, the thing is we're not going to be, we're never going to be able to rationalize it mentally. Mm. The revelation, the understanding, all has to come through the spirit, mm. and that's where mm. that's where we keep mm. getting stumped. Because mm. it just said you 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 read it, and that's why I had you to read it again, you know, and again and again. Because what happens in the flesh is we mentally try, we mentally attempt to rationalize everything that we do. Mm. To make it acceptable, to make it understood by our, not only other people, but even to ourselves. And it just, you read that mental assimilation cannot stand temptation. So mentally, you're not going to be able to rationalize why you did it. Mm. And then when you're talking about, you know, the spirit of God and, and faith, mentally it can't even be comprehended. You just said that because it has to come through revelation. Mm. So all I'm saying is on every end of the spectrum, Every end, not in the beginning, not at the end, but in every aspect of our lives, meant our mental capacity to rationalize, understand, and make it acceptable is impossible. Mm. 
So, wait a minute. So what you're saying, even our ability to rationalize on a mental oh. basis still must come from the spirit. Right. And and it has to come from the spirit first to make, to <clears throat> even, but, right. <clears throat> okay, it has to come from the spirit first. And even coming from the spirit, what makes the revelation of it still comes spiritually and not mentally because it can't be understood. It's not going to make sense. It just is. And that's where we get caught up in a lot. Uh, that's where we get caught up in a lot of things because we try to explain it. We try to make it um, mentally make sense. But now this is funny what I'm about to say. So, and, and, would you, so you would say that we're not to understand and we're just supposed to accept and believe? Oh. Yes. Because then the only way that's going to come make sense to you is through... Oh, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Okay, thank you. The thing about it is the only way that we will be able to embrace it or accept it is to allow it to come through the revelation, you know, through the spirit. Because regardless to how much we try to rationalize it in our own mind and even where it would be acceptable to someone else that they understand it. But understanding comes through revelation. But now this is the funny thing because this is what happens. We're to accept it and simply believe it. Then when we do that, after a period of time when you walked it out enough, then the Lord will give you understanding. Right. Yeah. And, the, and that's the crazy thing because you said without the latter, the former is impossible. So you actually have to go through things in the right. beginning. And right. whether, you know, and, you know, because everybody's walk is different. It is not always right. going to be the severe bumps and bruises that some may experience. Where some don't experience it, but again, the understanding of that comes later. Mhm. Mhm. And so the fact that we we attempt to get people to understand it is almost void to a degree because mentally it's not uncomprehensible. Mhm. Your will. Has you have to be willing to go through it. Mhm. And so what what happens is when you just begin to accept it and mm. walk it out, then God begins to show you the reality of it. Right. And and, and that's because you go and, and you look like oh wow oh I see oh I did and, and as He shows it to you. That's how your understanding grows, you know. But again, it first starts with accept. Just like when you're born again, right. are you? Most of the time, you don't feel any different. <laughs> you know, okay, I'm born again. I mean, at the moment, yes, you might cry and this and another. Then, but then, okay, I don't feel any different. But the reality yeah. of it is, you are. 
And but as you begin to grow in your spirit, man, then you begin to see the differences <coughs> over a period of time. You have to be willing to allow your spirit to go through to experience life just to grow, that your spirit will be able to come back and tell you or reveal to you the truth of right. everything. Right. And, and let me go ahead and put a pin on it because I have to go to the front for a minute and you keep talking. But you're not even going to be able to mentally comprehend that. There is no thought process in that. There's no mental understanding or acceptance of that. You just have to um, be willing to allow your spirit to move and reveal to you later why it had to move, Mm. that you will later mentally be able to comprehend because it has to start from the spirit first. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all, and all, and guess what? And I'm gonna do another mental thing. All that sounds crazy, but which is why it's difficult for most of us because it sounds crazy, which we mentally, uh, cognitively try to understand it, which throws us in a loop. Mm-hmm. But the, the the crazy thing about it is, what we don't understand is that everything that we can see, touch, or taste came from the Spirit. It was formed from this all of the law, but we don't see it or understand it because we're looking through our natural eyes. So, of course, there are spiritual laws that that, that everything is um, bound by. So, but just because we don't see it or understand it does not mean that it's not real. So that's why it works. Again, because God spoke all this into existence. Everything we see was spoken into existence from the spiritual realm. God spoke it. So these laws are real. But again, the Holy Spirit has to reveal that to us.
Good morning. Good morning. getting thrown out of here. Hi, right, anybody else got any comments, questions, criticisms, complaints, or whatever it is else we're going to say or do or whatever? I'm just going to make this statement. Um, this, this is just um, making us very mindful how, you know, how why we have to, you know, operate in the spirit first. Mm. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You keep saying the key word first. Yeah. Because as long as we, you know, as long as we continue to approach things seeking a mental understanding, we're going to always be running in a circle. This is the interesting thing. What you just said is contrary to the way that the world would have you to believe and the way that they want you to function. And so now... that's why we have all the chaos we have going on within ourselves and in our lives and in our country is because we are trying to mentally or cognitively rationalize it. We try. We con- We approach it with the intent to make it even cognitive, cognitively rational to other people, to listeners, and that's not how it's. That the revelation is not going to come through the mental understanding. Mm. Which gets back to when I talked about how Jesus teaches in parables and the why. To, to break us from that mentally figuring it out and letting the Holy Spirit reveal stuff to us. Mm. Yeah. And so we, if if we ever want to, um, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an oxymoron. If we ever want to understand, mentally understand, why we continue to be stumped and not um, out of some of our situations. This is exactly why, because we approach it with the thought process that we're going to make it um, mentally understood or acceptable. And then we want to operate in the spirit after it, you know, makes sense to me. Okay, that makes sense. So now I'm going to do it with through the, you know, spiritual approach. Mm-hmm. Now that I can rationalize it mentally, then I go to the spiritual approach. And so we have to have the spiritual approach first that will reveal to us, you know, that 
in our cognitive cells. So then if I choose to walk this path, then I need to make a a decision that I'm going to pretty much be walking contrary to the majority of people in the world. Well, and, and the interesting thing about even the way you verbalize it is, you know, you're mentally choosing. And in all honesty, um, your spirit has to mm. di- direct you, you that your that direct you mentally that you be willing to let your spirit do what it has to do mm. in God. Your, the mental aspect, the cognitive aspect, really stops at God. I surrender. Mm. God, I'm willing. Mm. God, you come in. That's where we. That's where we stop mentally. So when we submit and say yes and become humble, that's when God starts. That's when God starts. And that's in all aspects of our spiritual walk. (sighs) And it all sounds so contrary simply because you have to mentally make a decision that you don't even understand. And accept the fact that I don't. Right. And wait a minute. And believe that God will give you what you need to get you to the point of understanding. Mm. Okay. And see, all that is still mental. <laughs> mm. Wow. But you know what? Good morning. Good morning. If, if we remember that we were we were made in his image first, everything else will line up. We're supposed to be spiritual based first. Not just mental. We were made spiritual beings first. Right. If we could remember that. Everything else would make sense. But the enemy wants us to go in the opposite direction and make everything mental. So that's why we have to renew our minds daily. Because even Christ said, How did you how did you come to your conclusion? Mm. By nothing but the spirit wow. of the Lord. Right. Wow. Who told you that, Peter? <laughs> Wow. And and I think where the thin line is, is because when you think about the mental aspect of an individual and you think about the cognitive aspect of an individual, they share the same space. Minimize, minimize. 
your cognitive thought process and your mental capacity share the same space. Oh, wait a minute. Say that again. Your your cognitive thought process and your mental capacity share the same space. And oftentimes people get or we get confused with our thought process and our mental capacity. Because your mental capacity directly affects your cognitive thought process. Uh, anybody else got anything? Yeah, good morning. Hey, Nana. Yeah, what you just read off, you know, it's back to trying to get our attention. Because, like, I think you were saying yesterday for people who want to go around and pride themselves in being scholars and that they think they know everything. Mhm. We have to come down from that we don't know everything. And uh, I had called my granddaughter the other day since she's trying to get her words together. Mhm. She has a bad habit of saying, "I know, I know, I know." <laughs> After, <laughs> I mean, so like I said before, we gotta stop using words out of their right places. We gotta stop using our words as if it's cliches. We gotta start work strong and with conviction. Because that tree of knowledge really just put us into a place for where we're staying lost. Anybody else got anything? You want all right, brother man? Hey, what's up, Rock? You got it. 
Man, it's crazy how you talk about sin this morning. I've been working on a sermon called Sin Will Mess You Up. You know, I don't have the guy told told the three Hebrew boys in that fire trying to be low down. And instead of them burning up, he got burnt up. <laughs> yes, sir. When last time he spoke? Uh, two Sundays ago. What'd you say? About two Sundays ago. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, she didn't have enough of that. Uh, hmm? Okay, I've been back on mute again. I kept getting cutting off. But, uh, can you hear me okay, Sam? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, but the one thing that we definitely got to remember, God is trying to get us away from... The sin of Adam and Eve eating off that tree. Because with eating off that tree, what it was told to them and what they saw with their eyes, they didn't get the rationale of, okay, we're eating from that tree. They would have just direct orders. But then again, though, too, it is slowly shortening your life. Mm. And it's a lot of stuff that we have done through our lives for where if we would have known better, and we'll confess it with our mouth, if we would have known better when we were younger, we would have done better. Mm-hmm. And that we got to stand on for, I disagree with that because our elders have told us, you know, don't do this, don't do that. That's not going to have a good outcome. And then in the back of our mind, we always say, well, hey, I'm a different way. But then as you go through it and go through it and go through it, you see your way ain't working. But then what your elders have told you is starting to make more sense. So we got to break away from that. Uh, I know, I know everything. And in, in reality, we don't know everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going back on Anybody else got anything, anything, anything? Yeah, I got anything going once, going twice, three times. Look it up. Prayer time. Who wants prayer? Uh, 
Me. Me. Me wants prayer. Yeah, me. Oh, that's Eric. I thought that was Pam. Hmm. All right. Let me start with your crew. <laughs> All right. What's the watermelon at? Ridge. Ebony, hot as this, go Who's next? 
Devil wear, yada go rumbo shoulda go say 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 shoulda go randaka. Rumbo go say shoulda go say shoulda go say shoulda randaka. Horasaka sakra. Angie, who shoulda go say 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 shoulda go saraga. Who shoulda go say shoulda go say shoulda saraga sakra. Donald Trump, Hush to go sushi to go sushi and brandy 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 Eric's church, yes, you should have gone to the gun 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 Ah. Okay. As a church, as a business, Deborah, Donald. What we got next? Who we got next? Maria Matha, she should go say, she 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 go say, go say, she 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 go say, Mm-hmm. Tony Aigner, hundred to go to the Gandalf, she go say, 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 Barbara, hundred to go say, she go say, yaka, dada, go bull, sakara. Erica's mom, bullshit to go say, she go say, she go say, she go say, sakara. Carlos, hooka, yada, the kumbosike, hundred to go say, did it go sakandraka, horosa, sakara. Schmidt, who should go border, go brand, go see the Gadaga, Sakandiki, Sakara, Dagi Bob, and your mom, your Bagatel. And last but not least is you. You get Tony? Yep. Carlos? Yep. Okay. Erica, how should go round, go to the Gander, 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 go to Yonder go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, Yonder go Sandra, she'll go say, this, she'll go Daka, Sakandiki, yes, 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 Father God, Yonder Kumbosa, Yakodiki, the Kanda, yup, 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 Father, we praise your name, Yonder Kodeshi, Dikaradaka, Horomboshi, the Gosay, she'll go say, she'll go say, Yonder Kodeki, the Kasada, Haka, Yerko, Sanyanar Koba, yup, 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 Father. Increase our understanding. Continue to give her the desire and the strength to press on. Allow the word to saturate in her life. 
increased favor, the knowledge, wisdom, understanding, continue, Lord, to speak to her, in Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, and that is your prayer there. Who wants prayer next? Pray for me next. Who's that, Nessa? No, that's Pam. Oh, that's Pam. Okay, your your illness just got you all off this week, don't it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we'll blame it on. Yep, there you go. Blame it on the rain. All right. All right, Daddy God. By faith, you will obtain that which he's been speaking into your spirit. By faith, you will walk and become the woman of God he's calling you to become. By faith... You will be made whole. You will be delivered. You will be set free by faith. The word has entered in and is beginning to loose that which has been bound in your life. The word has entered in and is beginning to sever and create a newness in you. Holy Spirit, Father God, recreate a newness in her, Lord. Recreate a newness in her father. I speak life, health, healing. Recreate, Father. And restore all that has been taken from her. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right, who's next? Yes, sir. What's up, Brother Rod? You ready? Yes, sir. All right. Rumbo could did it. Ha, 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 Oh, wow. What is that, Lord? 
Thank you, Father God. Yeti arambo ke aha. Yeke arandi ko seke omboko saka. Yararoko de transformation power. Transformation power. Yakararoko bose de kanda. Pressing, pushing, allowing you to get the edge, falling off, transformation power, persevere to the end, don't stop in the middle, mm. transformation power. As the word begins to rise up inside of you. Mm. Increase. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding increase. Grace, mercy, and favor increase. Financial provision increase. Prosperity increase. Mm. The Spirit of God. Help him, Father, to hear and to see even more clearly. Then it does now. In Jesus' name I pray, man. And amen. All right. Who's next? Renee. Okay, Nene. Okay, thank you, Sam. Mm hmm. Father God, help her to see. Help her to not stay stagnant. Help her to trust. Move her, lead, guide, director, Holy Spirit, continue to bless her, increasing her, and let her see the truthfulness of your word as you rise up, as you rise up inside of her spirit, let the anointing and the power of God Pour forth over her life. In Jesus' name I pray, man. Amen. Is Rob still on the phone? You say what? Is Rob still on the phone? Hey, Rod, you still on? Hey, Rod. Yo, Rod. Hey, Rod. Hey, Rod. Hey, Rod. Hey, Rod. Okay. I'm gonna go get my phone so I can text him. Um. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't make me get up, would you? Yeah, yeah she would. And you would co-sign on it, wouldn't you? I would. I love you. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Know how much to trust that, but okay. Baby, you can trust it as far as you want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. I have to make a phone call real quick. Uh-huh. Me go get up to get my phone to text Rod, and you're going to tell me I'll be right back. See how y'all do me? It's all good. It's all good. I ain't even mad. <clears throat> oh, Lord. Tired. Tired. He had hernia surgery on Monday morning. Did it? Just send Roger text. Go ahead. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. As we're reading this book. <laughs> <laughs> 
understanding that everything is natural and spiritual. Look at the, and I'm I'm saying this in love because I do the same thing. There are places in our house that reflect where we are spiritually. (laughs) And it's time for spring cleaning because there are things that are no longer in use that you are holding on to just in case. Or you don't even remember what it's used for, but you don't have the time or the, you have not taken the time or the energy to look at it to see if it needs to be kept or thrown out. Before this year is out, you need to take that time out because it's taken up the space that God wants to use to take you to your next level. Both naturally and spiritually. So the clutter, it needs to be taken out. If that even means that you need to, because your mom and dad doesn't want it out, it needs to be done in the middle of the night when they're not asleep. When they're asleep, you need to do that now because. In the next year, he wants to be able to bring what you need in, but it can't be bought in because there's no room for it. So, therefore, spring cleaning is needed. Take the time. If that means that you can't go to the other buildings, then let that be so. But where you live, where you abide needs to line up with where you are spiritually so that you can be able to do all that you need to do. The other buildings, they will take care of themselves and they still go through the court cases and all that, but your house needs to be taken care of first. And then everything else will line up exactly the way it's supposed to be and you won't have all the chaos and the confusion that goes on in your shoes name I pray. I encourage you. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Surely, child, my child wants me to see Get back on yet? Uh, he said he's going to come back on. He's in the store. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm here. And it's Rod. Good morning, Rod. How are you? All right, you. I'm good. Were you on the call yesterday? No, ma'am. Okay. If you ever get, if you get a chance, go back um, and listen to yesterday's call. Oh, we were talking. We um, after Sam read the book, the conversation went into marriage a little bit. Um, and the, when Sam was praying for you earlier, I didn't get all that he was saying because. Anyway, um, but what I was hearing was communication is key. You try to spare your wife everything that's going on, and so you better you keep a lot of stuff close to your chest that if you share it with her, it will release you to be able to share it even more with the Holy Spirit because marriage is like our relationship between marriage between man and woman is like I'm, your, your relationship with God. So when you withhold from her, you also withhold from God. You keep a part of yourself held back. Communicate with her with everything. God gave you that woman for a reason. Because she understands ever she will understand more than what you're letting her know. But you got to give her the chance to get that understanding of why you get quiet, of why you go into your into your empty space, you know, of all of that. Because she's there to support you spiritually, not just for the stuff that you give her but for every, on every aspect so she can be able to pray for you accordingly and then watch how your relationship with God grows even more. You have to be open to communicate with her because um, what we've been learning on the phone is a three-cord three cannot be easily broken. So if you are in a relationship with your wife and with God, but you're still trying to stand alone and 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 say, I, I got it, you are going to be easily broken. But that's why you have her and you have the Holy Spirit so you can be able to walk through walls and walk on water and go through every issue and trial and not get tired and not get weary. So open the lines of the communication. Be honest with everything. It's not like you're not being honest now, but don't withhold nothing. You know that song, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withhold nothing from her, and then watch how you don't withhold nothing from God, and you will flourish more than you will ever know because that's what he wants to do in your life. Thank you, thank you.
man, I'm going back home. You love y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, who else wants prayer? I do. Mm, get one of them pray for you. See how he just gives me away? Which one of y'all want to pray for my child? Good morning, Morgan. Hi, Felicia. How are you? I'm good. Okay. Okay. First of all, you gotta help your dad with his spring cleaning, because you know he ain't gonna you don't want to throw nothing out either. So you have to be his eyes, and and try. You might have to throw some stuff out for him as well, because he holds on to a lot of stuff. So you need to help your dad out. With his spring cleaning. Okay. He has second pair of eyes. Okay. So, Father God, we come from Oregon. In this time that you're off of school, though, you need to really reflect on what God is telling you you need to do. Start writing it down. Because he's been giving you a lot of information, and you've been thinking, I remember that. It's more that he's wanting to give you. So if you don't already have a journal, you know, it's time for you to start making a journal with every dream, every revelation, everything that he's giving you so that you can see the progression of where he's where you are and where he's taking you. And during this break, use it as a time of reflection where you are in the word. You've been on the call every day. And and what's so funny is you have been learning more than what you're letting on because you're like everybody grows. You saw, you know, because even McKee don't like get on the call. She doesn't like get on the call at all. But the thing is, because you've been getting on the call, you have received deeper revelations than even you've been letting on. Start sharing them because we need to have every um, every end of the spectrum of the word of God revealed. And you're coming from a place of not having that many issues or circumstances that you've dealt with. So you're able to give us a cleaner version of God's revelations than what we have. So start letting us know what God reveals to you. And that will help you in where he's taking you. Because with you, you, with the with the Catherine Coleman spirit, you're gonna have to be willing to speak to others that might not 
that might not know who you are on a personal level, but they will have to be willing to be open to what you're saying. And even if they're not, you have to be willing to still share and reveal what God says to tell them. So start doing that here on the line even more so than you've been doing. And Lord, we just ask that you to continue to watch over and keep her um, in all her ways as she acknowledges you as the head of her life. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. 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 All right, who's next? I wouldn't mind a revelation. Okay. Erica, pray for us so she can have a revelation. No, Erica looking like what? Brushy to go say she 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 to go say Yaracasa de Gosanda, Yaracasa de Gosete, Yaracasa de Gosse, she de Gosse, she de Gosse, Harandi de Gosse, she de Gosse, she de Gosse, she de Gosanda, Yonder Gosse, Horomboshi de Gosse, she de Gosse, yes, 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 Father God. Yeriko Sandrashi de Gosse, she de Gosse, Randro Gosaka, Yeriko Se, Shara de Gobaka, ha, thank you, Holy Spirit, Yeriko Se, she de Gosandaka. Thank you, Father God. Yet it'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go say. Yet it'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go say. Yet it'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go Saraka. Hmm. How deep do you want to dig? Oh, I, I want to go all the way. Okay. He wants to go as deep as necessary, Father God. Boko shikoran neke arambosi ke dele rakombokran de shara rakombosi dele rakombraka. So, Father, give her the tools that are necessary so that she can... Mm. Makyararakosa, Shandirokoboko, Harandirigose, Shakararakasa, Haradishi de Gose, Harandirigose, yup, yup, yup. Yes, Daddy God, Yeradokose, Shirigose, 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 yup, yup, yup. Father, we praise your name, Yerakosa, Kaha. The revelation will come to you in the proper time. But you keep digging, you keep pressing, 
You keep walk. Mm, wow. You keep walking and working. And it's like what we talked about. It's, it's going to come through your spirit, but you got to act like you've already received it. So you got to walk in anticipation and walk in faith that you already have that which you need. And you will get the, the revelation will come to you along the way on the journey. And you will have what you need in due time. So just continue to press and trust and praise God and let him carry through the processes that are necessary and needful. Because... Yeah, I got you want the revelation but you don't need it right now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you. Mhm. All right, who's next? Pray for mom, please. Okay. Pray for Pamela's mom. Yandra go de Gandrasa go de Dandrasa go session, Rasha go session, Rasha go Saraka, Randa go session, go session, go session, go session, go session, go Saraka. Father God, Yandra go continue to strengthen her life, continue to bless her, continue to keep her, Yandra go Saraka. Continue to empower her yet and let her embrace your word yet let the truthfulness of the word of Christ yet rise up inside of her father yes you go continue to go to anoint her yet and direct her heart as she continues to see and to seek you in another level in Jesus name I pray man amen thank you mhm. Waiting for the song. The one, two, three song? No, anybody else going to say this? That's what uh, Casey oh, Casey's talking about. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, you, you got jokes today. This is our first oh, day of, of our Christmas break. You said what? This is our first day of Christmas break. She kind of giddy. No, I actually <laughs> take one yesterday, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the students haven't been to school all week. Oh, okay. Okay, class on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, we didn't, because the weather, the district canceled classes on Monday and then I canceled them on yesterday. Okay. I canceled them like she the boss or something. I canceled them. Yeah. Well, I need to get a boss's salary then. You said what? I need to get the boss's salary. Well, give yourself a raise. Mhm. Y'all saw people end up missing. Actually, you had to put his picture on the side of a brandy bottle. Oh, oh, ooh. <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 oh,
Oh, me up. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. We want to play now, huh? Now you know that was that was a good one. You got to give me that one. That was a good one. Okay. See, she wow. gonna had her prayer already, so that's all she say. Uh huh. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ready for your prayer, Lisa? <laughs> Sorry. No, she ain't. Yeah. No, no, no. You ready for your prayer, dear? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I got you. Jump. I'm on mute. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, this is the thing. You know, we got all these new, improved TVs and high definition and 3D and all that other stuff. And basically, what they're trying to do or what they're doing is they're giving your pictures more clarity, fine-tuning the images. And that's what God is doing to you. He's going to begin, actually he's kind of already started, in fine-tuning your images, fine-tuning your understanding, fine-tuning the visions and the dreams that he's given you so you'll be able to see and have an even greater understanding. Now recognize, as we talked earlier, that the understanding is going to come from the Spirit. So God has to reveal these things to you so you can walk in understanding. So Father God, continue to bless this woman of God, continue to anoint and keep her, Continue to let your word direct her steps, Lord. Empower her, Father, so she can receive all that you want her to have. In Jesus' name I pray, man. Mm-hmm. I got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody going to want some Chipotle soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, somebody going to need to go to Walmart. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Anybody? Who's next? All right. Who else wants prayer? I ain't gonna sing the song. Uh, folks got jokes. That was good. Though. I'm waiting on the song. <laughs> I don't get this. I want my money back. <laughs> what money back? You ain't gave me none, period. What you talking about? Yes. Well, okay. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. What, child? You look like Erica's trainer. What's the girl's name? I don't know. Because mm, look like Erica's trainer. No, oh, that's Gracie and Joanna's Erica's trainer. Ugh. I used to do something like that. I'm going to say something, but I need you to do something. Mm-hmm. Now, you're about bad as Lisa and Pam. Yeah, but see, they're already talking that noise. I'm mm-hmm. Okay. Nobody else want to pray? Somebody else asked me to pray? I guess not. What? Mm, yeah, well. Anybody else want prayer going once? Anybody else want prayer going twice? Anybody else want prayer going three times? All right. 
Somebody press me and get out of here. Don't everybody jump at once. How about my child pray for me? How about that one? I think that's a good one. Uh, I think she backs out of it. You said what? But every time I say it, she backs out of it. And then she went to the other end of the couch. And now she's going to play like she's asleep. That's right. I'll pray for myself. Father God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me what I need, for blessing me, for holding on to me, Father. Holy Spirit, help me to move in the areas where I don't want to go in, Lord. Help me to be encouraged and strengthened, Lord, to stand and to stand there for. Help me to face those things that I don't want to face, Lord. Continue to rise up inside of me. And help me to yield to you. In Jesus' name I pray, man. And amen. All right. I ain't talking to y'all no more. Goodbye. Talk to you later.